Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm Bijano Daiboken. <laughs> this week, we're talking about all the Dragon Quest goodness that happened like the last week and over the weekend. There's been a lot that's happened since, I guess really since we recorded our episode last week. Yeah, it's, it really surprised me how much came out or was going to come out. You know, it's been like, there's a lot right now. Yeah, so the first thing that we wanted to talk about is that Dragon Quest Amiibo, the Hero Amiibo. It finally came out. You finally got it. You got yes. you have mine and yours. I do. Uh, because at the time I was moving, and so I, you know you got one for me to ship to your house because I wasn't exactly sure where I would be at the time of the yep. Hero Amiibo releasing. Now, I guess, because we haven't really talked about it. Uh, right. So now... I need you to explain in incredible detail to me and anyone listening uh, how how the Dragon Quest Amiibo is. It, it's like short and made out of plastic. It uh, it has paint on it, and it's he's got a sword, and it doesn't work with any games I've got. Uh, two stars. Oh man, it doesn't work with any games you have. I don't think so. Like I've never, I haven't actually tried it with any games, but I know it works. It's only like it's made for Smash Bros, and I don't have the Smash Bros Ultimate, so I have no idea. I don't think it works with anything else because you have to, uh, like turn on like amiibo scanning functionality, and DQ11 doesn't have that. Uh, where you can go in and actually click on anything to to cause it to scan an amiibo and i'm not sure if there's any other game that it would be able to work on same for the joker one i was curious because because i know the whole thing with the hero amiibo is that it's compatible with smash brothers but i'm like i would still if it were me i would still boot up 11s on my switch and just try and just stick the amiibo onto (laughs) the analog thing you know but I don't have it installed, as you and I were talking this morning. I had uninstalled it and only have the digital version uh, to put in. So it was like, well, nope, not going to do that. I mean, I've looked on the internet and no one says, hey, it works with 11S. Right. But I think just out of stubbornness, maybe, I would still boot it up myself and <laughs> hold it over that analog stick <laughs> and be like, work, work, and just see if I could like squeeze something out. Now, it is actually a cool amiibo. Like, it, I, There is only one thing that I don't like about it, and it's the same problem that I have with the Joker one, too, so I'm not just harping on the, uh, on, on the hero, but it all the other amiibo that i have are really really solid you know like they are hard plastic they are thick it's like when you get them this is kind of like the disney infinity ones like you know this is a sturdy piece of of plastic that you're you're not going to mess up by using it and these feel delicate Hmm. that the hero feels way more delicate than the others and his sword you can actually bend it like it's actually not 
like straight. Like the the hero sword is curved a little bit, and I've had to try to straighten it out. But it's that kind of malleable plastic where it's just like flimsy ish. It feels like a uh, plastic cloak on a Star Wars action figure, if that makes sense. Like not the really really flimsy ones that are like super th- paper thin, but the ones that you can move around just a little bit, like the old uh, like '90s ones. Huh. I'm kind of sad about that because I wanted this like really sturdy one. But other than that, like it looks great. Like I love that it's there and that I have it. It was just that surprised me because of all the other amiibo basically being something I could bludgeon someone to death with. I think that, yes, early amiibo were definitely murder weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's kind of been one of those. I mean, I'm very disappointed to hear that. But I think it's been one of those progressions where they've gotten maybe not necessarily cheaper, but cheaper in their, in their quality. <laughs> right. Where, like, you know, like that, like the Donkey Kong amiibo, which I know you have. Yeah. Like that's that what I'm actually thinking of. It's like, I could, I could murder my wife with this one. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm going to pick this up and I'm like, Jennifer. And, and like that one is something that, that the police would take, but they see the hero and it's like, well, I don't think so. Even if it was covered in blood. Yeah, so this episode will definitely be used as evidence uh, <laughs> yep, at some point be. one at day some point in, my life. In, yep. in the future. <laughs> but yeah, like the only things that actually move around like that are like, it's because his arms and sword and shield and everything are thinner. Like actually his... Um, thinner! His clo- <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Uh be like a dog. Like the actual figure is good, like in solid and everything. It's the add-ons. It's like his sword, his shield, and uh, the scabbard on the back are, uh, they're they're movable, I guess is the better way to put it. Like, they're not thin or anything like that, but it's like you touch them and they, they're a little bendy. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I mean, I do like it. Like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm glad I bought it and I'm glad that it exists. Yeah, I'm trying to think back because I, I have a lot of the uh, diff- various Zelda amiibo. Like, I have mm. all the Breath of the Wild ones and I have... I have the Link's Awakening one that came out last year and some others. And so I'm just trying to think about those. And I think I think the weapons on all of those are kind of bend, bendable too. So maybe it's, just, maybe it's just that Donkey Kong is such a sturdy dude to begin with and he doesn't really have accessories. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. Because the other ones I have are Donkey Kong. I've got Princess Peach, Toad, and the Inkling Girl uh, from Splatoon. And they are all hard plastic even her tentacle hair like it is they're they're solid things so that's why i was just surprised at the hero being like that so i guess last question before we move away from the amiibo here i think that everybody is probably wondering is what does it taste like bj i don't know hold on doesn't taste like a it's <laughs> good yeah. so on a scale on a scale of like peppermint candy to like switch cartridge it's a it's about three ranks up from a switch cartridge like it's not tasty it's not tasty plastic up like it's worse no no like it's better like like okay if so down, cartridge down. Is the bare bottom like i was thinking of the the switch cartridge being like the floor that's where it, it's, it's like the worst and it's like you like going up the ladder to better it's, okay uh, and it was it's, working up the ladder to worse so that's the okay okay gotcha okay, yeah, but yeah. yeah but but three ranks away from the uh positive away from the switch cartridge because it doesn't taste good so just like, out, of, out of curiosity for myself, uh, can you compare it to anything? I don't know. It doesn't like that. I would have tasted. <laughs> Hold on. Let me lick a Funko Pop. <laughs> I haven't licked a Funko Pop. Should I just go lick my, my Amiibo? 
It probably the Funko the Pop. The Funko Pop tastes better. Oh. The Funko Pop licking a uh, a BB not BB a BB nine E Funko Pop yeah. tastes better than the uh, Hero Amiibo. Just just for anyone out there who wants to know. All right, cool. So I think that about does it for today. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the weirdest podcast uh, like segment I've ever done, and I've been doing this for almost five years. <laughs> so I do want to mention really quickly, before we get away from action figures, I get I did get the uh, Tuffy Bring Arts figure last night, actually. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. It is super high quality. Like I think it's actually better quality than the eleven, the Dragon Quest eleven Bring Arts figures I own. Really, but some of that may be it may be going back to the the whole Donkey Kong argument. It's because uh, you know that the Tuffy is like Donkey Kong. He's a sturdy dude. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like Eric, Jade, and the Luminary, the three eleven figures that I currently own, they're all pretty like lithe figures. You yeah. know. And so I think maybe that might have something to do with it, but just the paint job and everything just feels like, I mean, it's a, it's a nice figure and I'm really glad I got it. I totally uh, found it on eBay for like 50 bucks. Oh yeah. Which is still a lot to pay for a figure, but it's a bring arts figure. Yeah. I still haven't been able to bring myself to pay for a bring arts figure because it just hurts me to pay that much for a single figure. Like it's, I don't know what it is that $20 is my high limit on getting an action figure. And I don't know, I, like I said, I don't know what it is, but I think that it comes from being a kid and action figures being $5 when I was growing up. Right. And so I'm like, okay, you know, inflation, generally I'll get these and, you know, eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine, good up to 20 depend for like a black, uh, black series figure in star Wars. Sure. And then I see like the, the blister pack, like, that they have now that came out for like the force awakens, not force awakens, but the rise of Skywalker. And it was like $13. I'm like, Ooh, perceived value of that's lower, <laughs> but the bring arts, like I see the value in it, but I just can't bring myself to buy it. I just can't bring arts myself to buy it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that makes sense to me. And I guess that's really why the bring arts figures I own have all been purchased on sale. Right. It's because, you know, I think that the normal price for those is like $89.99. Something like which that. Which is way more than I'm willing to pay. So to me, it's like when I see a $90 figure that I can scoop up for 50 or even 60 bucks. That's kind of where I, like when it drops down to 70, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a pretty big discount for a Bring Arts figure. But when it drops down yeah. to like 50, I'm like, yeah, I'll. I'll do it. But that's kind of how I feel like about the, uh, what are they called? The Neandroids or whatever. Yeah. I love those, but just that they're the same thing. It's like, I love those. But then I look at Funko Pops. I'm like, those are so much cheaper. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm sorry to offend any Neandroid. How do you say it? Yep. Neandroid? I don't know. Neandroid? Sorry to offend people who who like those, but I'm just going to come out and say it. That... Those are just Funko Pops that cost eighty dollars instead of ten. Yeah, it's why and I can't buy them. Nindoroid. Yeah, I don't. I don't know Nindoroid. Yeah, that's why I have no interest in buying the hero one because I'm like, I'm not gonna spend eighty bucks for that when I could get a Bring Arts figure for the same price, and Funko Pops yeah. cost like ten bucks. 
Maybe it tastes better. Maybe it tastes even better than the Funko Pop. It might because the Funko Pop does taste better than the Amiibo. But I mean, for real, like it, it I want that hero. I want the Luminary, but it's so hard for uh, for me to justify. And I've seen them in person being expensive. Not the not the the Luminary, but I just I just see them and like these look really really cool. I would like to have these as part of my display. And I know that they come with like different parts, like they have weapons and effects and like the luminary comes with a different face and a slime and different arms, apparently looking at it here, but it's still like, it's so expensive in comparison. It, it's just, I don't, I just can't. And in my experience with the bring arts figures, like I don't really use any of those extra like hands and arms and faces. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll replace one of the hands so that Eric can hold this weapon instead of some other weapon. Right. To me, I would much rather have just an Eric figure who came with a dagger that was 20 bucks than paying $90 right. for an Eric figure that comes with five different hands and he can hold, hold like a dagger and a boomerang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm seeing like this one, like I saw... I'm looking on Square right now. Yeah, they're $65.99. So it's it's not the like $90 I was actually thinking. But still, whenever I'm getting that that much into the toys, it's like and I think it's because of of the Amiibo and the Funko Pops being cheap enough and so mass produced that I put value at those where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pay that to have that on my desk. But it's really hard for me to pay $65 just to put something on my desk. Yeah, I totally get that. So moving away from action figures here, uh, the other big news that came out last week was Dragon Quest Tact. It's coming West. Yeah. Officially, it's coming West. Uh, that was announced just, I think right before, right around the time we recorded last week. Like we knew it happened, but we didn't necessarily bring it up because we were going to be talking about it this week. But Dragon Quest Tact, it's coming west. It's that tactics game that Austin has always wanted from Dragon Quest. Hopefully. It is. And it is mobile, which kind of, you know, I'm pretty wary about. The The game right. isn't early access. And you, you signed up for that because you have an Android device, correct? I did. And I have not. I have. A, well, I. Yes, I do, because I switched to iPhone, but I'm from a Note 8, and no one ever bought my Note 8 on eBay, so I just have it sitting around, and I'm waiting on, I'm just waiting on the uh, notification that I can get into the DQ Tact thing, because it's like, why not? And you can emulate it, too. Bluestacks is a great Android emulator. Like, that's the kind of thing, like, I used to try stuff. Like, right now, it's, uh, I don't have access to it, but I cannot wait for it to, to you know, tell me I do. Yeah. And, and I've applied for early access. I don't know if I'm getting it or not, but hope. Did you, I didn't know you had anything to do. Android. Did you do the blue stack no, thing it through work? So it's iOS early access. Oh, look at you. Fancy my man. Job. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know if it'll go through, but I definitely applied for it uh, last week when the opportunity presented itself. Of course. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do this. I don't know how any of that works yet, but I've applied for it and I'm hoping to get some early access on iOS uh, in the near future. Dragon Quest Tact, we got to talk about this because we haven't, I don't think we've ever brought it up on this podcast for a number of reasons, mostly because I don't want to talk about it until I'm holding it in <laughs> my hands and I've got it in protective plastic and I'm sleeping with it in my bed. <laughs> but I won a Dragon Quest Tact Super Famicom box. Like, Yay, like months ago, did. and I never win anything, so it's a really big deal because 
just a slight tangent on my luck here for background so people can understand why this is such a big deal other than the fact that I love Dragon Quest. I don't right. win things, okay? Like, I, I'm a very lucky guy in a lot of respects. But like, my wife, my kids, they're all great. I'm a very lucky guy. But in terms of actual <laughs> luck in, like, the lottery or, like, scratch-off tickets or whatever, very unlucky. I have family members who that's their thing. They put lottery tickets in people's stockings every year at Christmas. Uh, every time I've scratched one off, I've never won one. I'm, like, the only person out of, like, 20-some-odd members of my extended family who I think has never won even, like, a dollar from a scratch-off ticket. Like somebody, oh, wow. somebody always like multiple people usually win at least a little money every Christmas, even if it's even right. if it's just like, you know, a couple bucks. And so never have not exaggerating, just never have. Huh. I have never won big like at any of the couple of casinos I've been to in, in real life. Never won big there. The only time I won something other than DQ Tech was when I was a kid. I was about 12 years old and my dad entered my brother and I in a drawing for like a for like various prizes it was like a raffle and yeah my name was pulled as winning a riding lawnmower <laughs> i won a riding lawnmower okay when i was 12 but instead of my dad being like oh since you won this you know i'll give you whatever money for it and i'll buy it and use it from you instead i remember he he drives it up in the back of his truck unloads it with my grandpa they're like he's really excited. And, and I, I grew up on a farm. And so our yard, our, we had our yard, like the part you actually mowed and everything, not counting like pastures and stuff. Our yard was a good five to six acres. Like it was a lot of land. To okay. My dad, he unloads the, the lawnmower and he's all excited. And he's like, look what you won, son. You got a brand new lawnmower to mow the yard every week. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did you have to? Did he actually make you? I pretty much mowed the grass. Yeah. I mean, I'd already been mowing the grass because after I got up to about 10 or 11, my dad was like, oh, you're old enough. You can help me with the yard work now. Oh my so, goodness. So yeah. And then when my, my younger brother, as he got old enough, he usually did that because I spent summers in Florida. After I got like yeah. 13 or 14, I started spending summers in Florida. So I didn't have to mow. So I wasn't around when, you know, the grass really had to be mowed in Tennessee. But yeah, I'll yeah. never forget. That was the one thing I won, BJ. It was an excuse for me to get to mow the yard every week. That's delightful. Really, the only thing I've won previously isn't really a prize at all. <laughs> <laughs> so winning winning the Super Famicom box prize pack thing for, with DQ Tech is it, super cool. Uh, still yeah. don't have it. Still don't have it because it was only available to people in Japan. The only right. reason I won it is because I wasn't even trying to win it because it said it was only open to people in Japan. But mm -hmm. I retweeted it just to like let other people know because I, I like the artwork on it and stuff. Not, I right. didn't mean to retweet it to like enter it to win. <laughs> I was just retweeting it because I was like, I'm never going to win this, but other people should see this cool thing. Right. And then the Dragon Quest Tact account dm'd us and was like hey congratulations you've won and i didn't believe it right. and this came through on the dqfm account not your personal yeah. one and and i even messaged you because i was like holy crap i won this i didn't even mean to i just rt'd it <laughs> and they've messaged us it's real it's legit all this and then thankfully you have a friend who lives in japan Right. Jennifer had in college had a uh, Japanese uh, international student who lived here uh, in the United States, who was going to school, live with her over a summer and they got to be really, really close. And so she now lives uh, back in Japan. And so we contacted Sako about getting 
about getting it. And so she filled out all the information, and everything, which was a, a godsend for me because the form confused the living, living crap out of me whenever I was looking at it, even through it was being translated. So it was, she got it all figured out and sent to her and has it in hand right now. But because of COVID, every time she's taken it to the post office, they won't send it to America. So like she's taken it, I think twice and then called them as well. And they will not send a package to America. And I can't remember where she lives, but uh, right now, cause she's moved a couple of times, but wherever it is, they won't uh, let us have our box. Which is really weird to me because I've ordered things and received them from Japan since then. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. And like Jennifer doesn't want to keep badgering her about this uh, right now because we've asked fairly recently about it. And she's like, yeah, I called. And they said no. Uh, so we'll see. We'll get this eventually. I, Sako will eventually be able I to. I think she's secretly a Dragon Quest fan and is keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Maybe her husband is a Dragon Quest fan and he's keeping it. Maybe so. I don't I don't know her husband at yeah. all. I, I just know that they made a very cute baby. And uh, I love looking at pictures of their baby and their cat. And uh, But I know nothing about his personality. And I've only met Sako the one time at our wedding. But it's hard for me to consider that i've won it yet because i have such bad luck with winning things that even now with us talking about it i'm like because i i even told you you know whenever whenever she got it i was like you were like we got it yay and i was like don't count it yet you're gonna jinx us (laughs) and then you're like no no it's all good she's got it now she's gonna mail it out it's done i was like no man you're gonna jinx us and then like two days later you're like oh because of covid she can't send it out and i was like see dude you jinxed us i knew it and i don't believe in jinxes that's not something that's a thing and so eventually we're gonna get this it's just bad luck on our part bad uh bad coincidence and situation maybe it's not a jinx but i have very bad luck i historically have very (laughs) bad luck with these things so i still think i'm probably never going to get it i even have i even have this rule that i don't lend out like books and stuff to people anymore because it really because when I was in high school and then like after graduating high school I took a couple of years off between high school and college I would loan people like DVDs or movies and then it was like I wouldn't see them again or like uh, I loaned a girlfriend a bunch of DVDs and then we broke up and I didn't want to the awkwardness of going back and be like hey can I get my DVDs uh, yeah. back so I get it I don't loan things out to anybody and then like two years ago this girl that I worked with at the time She'd been working for this company for like 10, 11, 12 years, something like that. I'd known her for that long as well. And I let her borrow one of the dark, my Dark Tower books. Right. I was like, yeah, we see each other all the time. It's not going to be a big deal. And then seriously, like a week later, she found the other job. And now it's been like two years and I know I'm never going to get that book back. You're not. You're never going to get it back. And so now I refuse to let people borrow anything. If I let people borrow stuff, something always happens and I never get it back. You let me borrow things. That is true. I do let you borrow stuff. You're like the one exception, I guess. I'm going to ghost you, though. <laughs> Just one day, I'm going to ghost you and it's going to hurt so badly. And it's not because you love me. It's because I have all of your stuff. <laughs> all right. So I'm just not going to let you borrow my stuff anymore. <laughs> so anyway, so because of all of that is to say that even though I guess technically Dragon Quest Tech, I guess I want it. I'm not considering that I want it <laughs> until I hold it in my arms, even though it's going to be like 40 years from now and I'm going to be an old man. I'm finally going to get it. But anyway, at some point, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. I'm still n- not so. wanting to count it. But Dragon Quest Tact is coming west. 
we're ex- I'm excited about it. I'm like cautiously optimistically excited about it. How, I don't know. How are you? I'm actually really excited about this one because one of my favorite genres in general is turn-based strategy. And uh, then this one in particular is on mobile and it's like the one perfect genre for mobile to me it's like if i stick with something it's probably going to be a strategy game like this like the only game i've played extensively on mobile has been a game called hero academy which is a game that's almost like uh this one i've played hearthstone which is a turn-based card game and then i've played a lot right now of marvel strike force which is one of those like 5v5 arena battler things but it's uh that same kind of you go back and forth turn-based stuff like those work so well on mobile for me that depending on what the gotcha mechanics are in this one I will probably stick with this one just because I like this kind of game on mobile and it's like the one game one like kind of game that will get me to constantly open it up on the phone. I love tactics games. Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite Tactics Advance even is are two of my favorite like strategy games that I've ever played. Right. They're two of my favorite Final Fantasy games. I mean, I just really like those. And so even before DQ Tact was a thing, you know, I've even said that I wanted a tactics game like that for Dragon Quest. And then DQ Tact right. got announced and I was like, awesome. But then, you know, it seemed to be kept in Japan. But then now that it's coming west, I'm eager to play it, but because it's a mobile game, I'm still kind of like, eh. Like, I wish I wish it would be like DQ Rivals, where it's mobile, but right. you can also play it on Switch. Ah, uh, yep. I wish you could. I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping that they eventually put this on Switch, where it's basically just going to be like the perfect Switch game. Yeah. Also, over the weekend, other big thing is The Adventure of Die. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, Dinota Boken anime mm-hmm. came out. It came out in the West, even with subs, yes. on Crunchyroll, and even Hulu, which I already subscribed to. So it was really good for me. And you and I watched it. Yep, exactly. Uh, before we get into Die, though, we should probably break this up and have a little shameless self promotion. Shameless! No Die Bogan! So we have a Patreon page that BJ is going to tell you guys all about. So we have a Patreon page, and I'm going to tell you all about it. It's at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm, and we have all sorts of cool stuff. We do some mini-sodes. We actually have, until the end of the year, you're getting a copy of Press Start, the geek to geek uh, ma- video game magazine that we're doing. Uh, as a bonus for y'all, we have Discord roles that you can get, and uh, we even let you pick an episode of this to talk about. Uh, just tell us what you want, and we'll do an episode on it. So you can go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm to uh, give it a shot and uh, support the podcast. And I actually mailed out a few stickers to our newest patrons today, actually, this morning, right. sending an anniversary mug to Dan, one of our patrons, who's been a patron for a year now. So he gets it. Oh, he gets wow. A, I didn't realize he had come up. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, anniversary uh, mini mug right there. There's also a new mini sewed up uh, the day that Die came out Saturday. Well, Saturday came out during the nighttime. But Saturday morning, I watched it really early with my daughter. And I was really excited about it. So I even recorded like a first impressions mini sewed that you can find over on our Patreon page, too, in case no one's listened to that yet pretty short it's like five six minutes long it's just my general first impressions of that episode but if you haven't listened to that yet uh, be sure to listen to it we also are doing this thing called the dragon quest 7 play along we're doing it with our friends over at the Nerdberg review todd and alenzia so instead of us talking about it we're gonna let them tell you about it 
Hello, everybody. We are going to interrupt your currently listening to podcast to bring you a little bit of a blurb from, well, us. We are from the Nerdberg Review Podcast. My name is Alinzia, and with me is my brother, Todd. Hi, and we want to talk to you about the Dragon Quest VII Play Along. Well, Todd, I thought that Dragon Quest VII was a single-player game. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Alinzia, because it actually is. But we are teaming up with Dragon Quest FM to try to get everybody to kind of play Dragon Quest VII at the same time during these next few months. And you'll be playing it by yourself, but the idea is a whole bunch of us in the community will be playing it too. So you can tweet, for example. You can tweet at Dragon Quest FM or you can tweet at Nerdberg Review, or preferably tweet at both. Any thoughts or opinions you have on the game as you're playing it, you know? You have you say, oh, I love this character. Tweet that at us, and then we can say, oh, yeah, we love him too, or whatever. And we can have a little discussion about the game as we're playing, because even though we're on different in different parts of the world and everything, it's fun to talk about our, our video games with our friends, and all of our listeners are our friends. So we invite you to play the game with us and then have a discussion about it online. And in a couple of months, the Dragon Quest FM podcast is going to do an episode or several episodes, I imagine, deep diving into Dragon Quest VII. And it'll be fun to listen to those episodes after you've just finished playing the game. So you'll know what they're talking about. And Alinzi and I are going to talk about Dragon Quest VII and maybe Eleven, But we're going to do some kind of Dragon Quest podcast of our own. And you should come listen to our episode, too. And we'll all talk about Dragon Quest things together, and it'll be awesome. Check it out. Play a lot of Dragon Quest Seven, and take a listen to, obviously, you're already listening to Dragon Quest FM. And also, we would appreciate it if you would hop over and also listen to our podcast, The Nerdberg Review. Oh, Lindsay, what is The Nerdberg Review about? <laughs> Nerdberg Review is where my brother and I, Todd and I, like to just kind of get together weekly and chat about what video games we've been playing. So we would love to have you come and listen to us and give us your thoughts. And now back to Austin and Beej. All right. So thanks, Todd and Alinzia. And we'll get straight back to our episode where we're talking about Dragon Quest Die. So BJ, what did you think? First episode. I really liked it because it was so close to the manga that it was it was crazy and i didn't realize okay so in the manga it was a fan translation and the the grandpa in it the the monster that raised die was named uh, borosu and i was like oh that's his name i didn't even think about it and in english it's brass uh-huh. and then i sat there and i'm like yeah borosu that's brass <laughs> never never crossed my mind that that would be a uh, like a phonetic translation side by side and it was like okay that's never thought about that but yep and uh that one surprised me and it really did like it wasn't a long episode it was a 23 minute episode but this one felt long to me Hmm. i don't know if it was hulu putting in extra ads on this one than normal or what it was but this one felt about I don't know, about six minutes longer than I expected it to be, where when I thought it was over, it didn't end. Uh, and it may be because it it was, uh, it covered, like, I think it covered multiple issues of the manga, multiple chapters of it. So that may be also coloring the way that I'm looking at it because of having it broken up before. 
but I really, really like it. It's so pretty. And like the, the King slime, like I know you sent me a video of Nomi getting really, really excited when she saw all of the little slimes turn into a big King mm-hmm. slime. I did the same thing. It made me really happy. <laughs> I just sat there and grinned. I'm like, yeah, no wonder Nomi loved that. That was like really cool. Yeah. I, I liked it too. I didn't. Th- it felt like a normal episode to me. But yeah. we also our Hulu subscription doesn't have ads. Oh, I got you. Not to brag, but we pay extra, so we don't have to watch ads. <laughs> and our Hulu comes bundled with our Spotify Premium because we're cheap. <laughs> our it's actually because we usually watch Hulu with ads, but uh, yeah. right now. Uh, my wife was wanting to rewatch How I Met Your Mother, which is on Hulu. Yeah. After like three or four episodes of rewatching that show, we were like, oh my God, we can't deal with these ads. So mm-hmm. so we were like, okay, we can probably binge watch this entire series like in a couple of months. So we'll just pay extra for like two months and then go back to not having ads. And it has been a couple of months. We're like almost to the final season of How I Met Your Mother again. But now I'm just like we've been so used to it. Like we were watching the <laughs> we were watching the newest SNL episode on Sunday, and right. it didn't have ads, and I was just like, "Oh, this is so nice." <laughs> it is. It's nice without it. Where I was thinking about that when we were watching something earlier, something yesterday that it wasn't die. Oh, I was watching Superstore's Halloween episode, uh-huh. and. I kept seeing the same ad over and over again. Usually it doesn't bother me, but after watching die and then that seeing like that many of the same Harry's shave club uh, ad, I was just like, maybe I want to upgrade our subscription. Yeah, that was maybe, maybe that's worth, that was kind of our thing. It's like, it it was, it's an extra like five or six bucks. It's, it's basically doubles the price that you have to pay every month. Yeah. But now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, I kind of think it's worth it. That's <laughs> how they get you. <laughs> it is how they get you. And it's it's funny that that I feel that way. Like I got, this is how they get you, right? And and this is a tangent, but it's also the same for a lot of y'all who use these these services. Like I had never thought about using YouTube Premium. That was something I'm like, I am not going to pay for YouTube Premium. That is stupid. And uh, then Jennifer and I started watching YouTube on the TV for different videos and different actual shows that we would watch that would do long form uh, videos rather than just, you know, silly three minute cat videos. And I got a message, an email from YouTube on my account one day. It was like, hey, you want three months of premium? And I'm like, sure. And I was like, this is nice. And we don't have commercials on YouTube on the TV anymore. And then I saw on the card just like yesterday when I was looking at it that apparently those three months are up and YouTube premium charged me. And I'm like, but it's so nice not to have ads on YouTube. I never thought that I would keep this and I need to talk to Jennifer about it because I paid for it, but it's really nice not to have ads on YouTube. I didn't realize how spoiled we were back in the day when we didn't have ads on YouTube. Like it's, it's nice. And I could probably honestly count on my hands the number of times I've I've like actually watched something on YouTube. I mean, I guess there's videos that you or Grace show me that come from YouTube. Well, I mean, there's Dr. Pimple Popper and uh, Dr. Pimple Popper and Dr. Gilmore uh, are two of the ones we watch a lot that uh, we just watch those over and over again because we like pimple popping and gross videos. At my house, when I'm like, guys, don't watch gross stuff on my TV, please. I'm going to walk in and see it. And then I walk in and you guys are watching some kind of weird dog surgery. (laughs) That was Vet Ranch. Yeah, it, it shows you what vets do. It's really cool. They're saving all sorts of homeless animals. Yeah. 
Gross. It was no thanks. Happy. It's always happy. All of the ones on all the ones on Vet Ranch are always happy endings, so you don't have any of the sad stuff. Like it's great. Anyway, getting back to Jack Quest Die. I really liked the episode. I didn't think it was necessarily too long or anything. I really liked the animation style because yeah. it's not quite like traditional hand drawn anime, but it's not quite CGI either. Mm-hmm. Where it almost feels like you're watching a cell shaded video game and I'm a sucker for cell shaded graphics anyway. Right. And, and it almost felt like that kind of Nino Cooney, more recent dragon quest, you know, cell shaded graphic type, like TV show. Kind of. I didn't think it looked cell shaded except for uh, certain scenes. There were certain scenes like when all of the monsters were running away and things like that, that it did to me, but just like die being there and like just the normal every scene didn't, yeah, but the, it may have also been. It's the action shots. It's like when it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those totally it's are. It's like when it's zooming across the ocean and on the island and different things like that, where they use, C- they use CGI instead. And yeah. it's like you can tell. And usually that annoys me. In TV shows or movies that are supposed to be hand-drawn animation, whenever it gets very obvious that they're using CGI for like a scene or so, it kind of, it brings me out of it. Really? Yeah. And so, but that, it didn't happen to me with Dragon Quest Die. I also thought the music was great. I've seen, yeah. I've seen online where people are whining because Koichi Sugiyama is not on there. And I'm like, whatever, you can like Sugiyama, but the music on its own for Die, I thought, I thought was good. And the theme song surprised me. Like, it was not the kind of theme song I expected Die to have, but somehow it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pleasant. I usually actually don't like anime theme songs. I usually just, just like, really, I don't know why. That's just one of the things that I'm not a big fan of. And this one, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll sit here and listen to this. I'm A lot of times I'll go to the other room or forward it or something to, to not watch the intro. Well, it's also the fact that they are inc- always incredibly long. Yeah, that is part of it, too. And this one isn't. This one is not absurdly long. I don't know. I thought it felt long. I thought it felt as long as, as a normal anime intro feels. I think it was just it was my first time watching it, so it went by a little mm. quicker. But I could see myself totally. I think it still was probably a solid like minute and a half, two minute intro. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I liked it. So how does it compare to the original? You've kind of talked about the manga a little bit. I was going to talk about the anime because you've read more of the manga than I have. And I've seen zero of the original anime, actually. I have only seen the first two or three episodes of the anime. And none of it was dubbed or subbed. It was just purely me watching it Mm. for the sake of watching it. And, you know, it's all in Japanese. And yes, I had other stuff going on. So some of my impressions may be a little skewed because, I mean, it's hard to just sit there and watch it watch a show that's completely in another language without subtitles but back like it's been and it's also been a couple of years it was like back when i think we even talked about it in an episode of dqfm so it's been a while since i since i did this but i did watch it and it felt both like what i remember the first episode of die feeling like right but it also because of the the animation and music and things changing like it just felt felt newer and Mm. dare i say better (laughs) Uh-huh. Like I felt like the pacing was a lot better. 
And that's something that I have with a lot of media that's either remade or rebooted or, or even just continued on with new new sequels or something like that is that modern pacing in in television and movies is so different from where it was 20 or 30 years ago that i like it better like uh we we, we've gotten to a point where the narrative we know how to fit it together a little bit better and not have so much filler i mean that's why we have like 10 to 13 episodes in a lot of shows now uh because of the format that we can do instead of having filler episodes that don't do anything we've done that for the individual episodes a lot of times too and i think die may be part of that where uh the the 90s anime has a very specific kind of structure and this one doesn't necessarily follow that yeah i mean i think i think that all of that is probably true so where i am with die because i'm not a huge anime person where i am with die right now is that i really enjoyed the first episode Naomi and I, my daughter, had a ton of fun watching it together. I had to read the subtitles to her, so it was kind of like, because she can't, she's starting to learn how to read, she's only four, and she can read like certain words and everything, but she definitely cannot read at the speed necessary to read those subtitles, and so so I was having to read it out loud to her, which made it like slightly less relaxing than it would have been otherwise, but it was still fun to get to watch it with somebody, Yeah, and so for me, it's like, I enjoyed it enough that I'm going to keep watching it and I'm excited to keep watching it. Whereas because it's new, I think it's also, I like anime in small bursts. So like back when we were doing the legend of the hero, able stuff, it was sometimes really hard for me because it was like, I couldn't just sit there and watch like five, six episodes in a row. I just couldn't do it. Same. Couldn't binge watch it. So because this is new and it's coming out every single week, I think it, it works a lot better with the way I watch anime anyway. Yeah, I think it does for me too. Like I can I can usually get in about two episodes of of anime before I'm like, okay, I really, you know, I'm good for right now. I'll come back later. And then this one, I'm like one episode at a time's about perfect. You know, and it's not even it's just because it, it's the it's just anime in general. It's the the style, everything, and it's just because that's not it, been really my thing in years. But I like this one. Like, I'm glad it's coming out weekly. And I found that I like looking forward to shows again. Like, I've been watching Lovecraft Country, and it's fantastic. And it's what I look forward to every week. Like, it is the highlight of my week right now. And it's because I have a TV show that I really, really, really am invested in that I can look forward to. And I think Die will be that, too. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to say uh, before we wrap up today's episode is that we actually did, we did a post. We did a poll on Twitter asking people of all the new and upcoming Dragon Quest stuff what they were most excited about. DQ Tech, the Die anime, or the Die video game, Infinity Strash, the console video game. I was surprised that the console video game was in last place. Mm. Because that's honestly what I'm probably most excited for. Yeah. I think part of it may just be Die one, anime one, but I think part of that may have been because it was brand new. It just came out and people are watching it now. Right. So excitement is high. Also, DQ Tact is now confirmed for the West. So maybe that's why it got second place. Right. And maybe that's why Infinity Strash was in last place. I just I'm trying to explain it to myself because I was very surprised that a console action RPG Dragon Quest game that looks really nice from the footage we've seen yeah, so far. Real. I was surprised that it was in last place because that was my number one pick on that poll. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really surprised me too because that's the one that I want the most is uh, to play the console game. But I mean, I, I like all the other stuff. I'm not going to 
what's the expression? Look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> I ain't going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Nope. Yeehaw. But anyway, I'm excited for that as well. And I hope we get more news about all the other die stuff pretty soon, uh, especially with Crossblade comes out in November, right? Does it? spin off manga? I don't actually know. I don't know release dates on anything but this one. Crossblade, I'm pretty sure, is in November. Okay. Needless to say, if you really like the Die anime, you're a big Die fan already, there's going to be a lot of Die content coming out later this year and going into next year. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hopefully some of it will come west and we'll get to talk about it on here too. (laughs) Here's hoping. And I mean, there is the chance that we'll import Infinity Strash whenever it comes. So, like, just playing it in Japanese. Yeah, possibly. I mean, depending on what console it comes out. Right, exactly. If it's next gen, I I haven't heard anything about next gen region locks. Have you? Mm -mm, Not a thing. PS5 or anything? I'm assuming it's not going to be region lock given that this generation isn't, but... Yeah, but I mean, they go back and forth on that. They do. Who really knows? Either way, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you want to talk to us directly, you can totally do that on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM and Patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at DragonQuestin. I also have a regular Dragon Quest blog. You can find that at DragonQuestAustin.com. I have another podcast. It's called JRPGs and Me. And there's actually a new episode that should be up by the time this episode is over Skies of Arcadia. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, celebrate its 20th anniversary this week. So it seemed like a good time to do an episode on that. Never played it. And it's one that I uh, have always wanted to. So here's, here's something I said in that episode as a teaser for you, is that Skies of Arcadia, it didn't do anything necessarily new, but the things that it did, it did incredibly well. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can talk to me on Twitter as at Professor Beej. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, the geek to geek podcast at geek to geekcastcom And you can go to geek to geekmediacom to join our Discord server, our Slack server, or check out all of the original content that we do, which is a lot. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.